जय राधा माधव जय कुंज विहारी जय राधा माधव जय कुंज विहारी जय गोपी जनवल्लभ जय गिरीवरधारी जय गोपी जनवल्लभ जय गिरीवरदारी यशोदनंदन व्रज जनरंजन यशोदनंदन व्रज जनरंजन यमुनतीरावनचारी यमुनतीरावनचारी जय राधा माधव जय कुंज विहारी हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे
प्रभु पदा जय प्रभु पदा प्रभु पदा श्रीला प्रभु पदा प्रभु 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 जय जय प्रभु देव विष्णुपाद परमहंस परिजाचार्य अष्टोत्तर श्री श्रीमद श्रीला ऐसी भक्ति वेदांत स्वामी प्रभुपाद की अनंत कोटि वैष्णवृंद की ग्रंथराज श्रीमद भागवतम की निताय गौर प्रेमानंदे ओम नमो भागवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय टुडे वी आर रीडिंग फ्रॉम कैंटो सेवन चैप्टर नाइन एंड टाइटल प्रहलाद महाराज पैसिफाइज द लॉर्ड विथ प्रेयर्स एंड टेक्स्ट नंबर Please repeat after me. Naitan manas tava kathasu vikuntha vaikuntha natha. Naitan manas tava kathasu vaikuntha natha. Naitan manas tava kathasu vaikuntha natha. संप्रीयते दुरिता दुष्टम असाधु तीव्रम संप्रीयते दुरिता दुष्टम असाधु तीव्रम कामाचुरम हर्षशोका भयेशनार्तम कामाचुरम हर्षशोका भयेशनार्तम तस्मिन् कथम तव गतिम विम्रिशानि दीनम तस्मिन् कथम तव गतिम विम्रिशानि दीना नैतन मनस्तव कथासु वैकुंठनाथ संप्रीयते दुरीत दुष्ट असाधु तीव्रम कामाचुरम हर्षशोक भयेशनार्तम तस्मिन् कथम तव गतिम विमृशानि दीना 
Translation and purport by Srila Prabhupada. Now, certainly, not, sorry, no means certainly not. Etaha, this, manaha, mind, tava, your, kathasu, in transcendental topics, vaikuntha natha, O Lord of Vaikuntha, where there is no anxiety, Sampriyate is pacified or interested in Durita, 
by sinful activities dushtam polluted asadhu dishonest tivram very difficult to control kama aturam always full of different desires and lusty propensities harsha shoka sometimes by jubilation and sometimes by distress bhaya and sometimes by fear asana and by and by desiring artam distressed tasmin in that mental status katham how tava your gatim transcendental activities vimshri vimrishani i shall consider and try to understand dinaha who am most fallen and poor translation my dear lord of vaikuntha planets whose sorry my dear lord of the vaikuntha planets where there is no anxiety my mind is extremely sinful and lusty being sometimes so called happy and sometimes so called distressed my mind is full of lamentation and fear and it always seeks more and more money thus it has become more polluted and is never satisfied in topics concerning you i am therefore most fallen and poor in such a state of life status of life how shall i be able to discuss your activities please repeat after me my dear lord of the vaikuntha planets where there is no anxiety my mind is extremely sinful and lusty being sometimes so called happy and sometimes so called distressed my mind is full of lamentation and fear and it always seeks more and more money thus it thus it has become most polluted and is never satisfied in topics concerning you i am therefore most fallen and poor in such a status of life how shall i be able to discuss your activities purport here prahlad maharaj represents himself as a common man although he actually has nothing to do with this material world prahlad is always situated in the vaikuntha planet of the spiritual world but on behalf of the fallen souls he he asks how when his mind is always disturbed by material things he can discuss the transcendental position of the lord the mind becomes sinful 
because we are always engaged in sinful activities. Anything not connected with Krishna consciousness should be understood to be sinful. Indeed, Krishna demands in Bhagavad Gita 1866, Sarva dharman parityajya, mam ekam sharanam braja, aham tvam sarva papibhyo, mokshishyami masuchaha. Abandon all varieties of religion and just surrender unto me. I shall deliver you from all sinful reaction. Do not fear. As soon as one surrenders unto the Supreme Personality of Godhead Krishna, Krishna immediately relieves one of the reactions of sinful activities. Therefore, one who is not surrendered to the lotus feet of the Lord should be understood to be sinful, foolish, degraded among men and bereft of all real knowledge because of atheistic propensities. This is confirmed in Bhagavad Gita 7.15 Namam Duskriti no Mudaha Pradyante Naradhamaha Maya Prita Jnana Asurim Bhavam Ashritaha Therefore, especially in this age of Kali, the mind must be cleansed and this is possible only by cleansing, sorry, only possible by the chanting of the Hare Krishna Mahamantra, Cheto Darpana Marjanam. In this age, the process of chanting the Hare Krishna Mahamantra is the only method by which to cleanse the sinful mind. When the mind is completely cleansed of all sinful reactions, one can then understand the duty in the human form of life. The Krishna Consciousness Movement is meant to educate sinful men so that they can become pious simply by chanting the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra. Hare Nam, Hare Nam, Hare Nam Kevalam, Kalo Nasteva, Nasteva, Nasteva Gatir Anyatha. To cleanse the heart so that one may become sober and wise in this age of Kali, there is no value to any method other than chanting of Hare Krishna Mahamantra. Prahlad Maharaj has confirmed this process in previous verses. Tvad, tvad viryaganyan mahamrita magna chittaha. Prahlad further confirms that if one's mind is always absorbed in thoughts of Krishna, that very qualification will purify one and keep one purified always. To understand the Lord and His activities, one must free his mind from all contamination of the material world. And this one can achieve, this one can be achieved by simply chanting the Lord's holy name. Thus one becomes free from all material bondage. Om Ajnanati Mrinda Sekinanjana Shalakaya Chakshurum Mrindam Nina Tasmai Shri Guru Venamaha Namom Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prashtaya Bhutale Srimate Bhurijan Prabhuiti Namine Namom Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prashtaya Bhutale Srimate Bhakti Vedanta Swaminiti Namine Namaste Saraswati Devi Gauravani Pracharine Nirvishesh Shunyavadi Pashita Deshatayane Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shivashati Gaurabhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Ram Hare Ram 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 Hare Hare 
वाशकल्पतृभ्य कृपा सिंधुभ्य पतिनाभ्यो वैष्णवभ्यो नमो नमः So today we are continuing the prayers offered by Sri Prahlad Maharaj to Narasimha Dev. It's beautiful prayers. Um, no one in whole creation could pacify Lord Narasimha Dev. Narasimha Dev was so angry uh, that uh, no one even dared to go near him. But these wonderful qualities of Sri Prahlad Maharaj, um, seeing them. seeing his uh, little wonderful devotee so exalted devotee even prahlad maharaj gives up his anger so being little creature sitting here in front of you <laughs> i would uh, endeavor to glorify um, prahlad maharaj beautiful qualities so lord narsimha dev um, our worshipable deities and all assembled devotees be pleased with my service is for my own purification so this verse the translation shri prahlad maharaj is um, saying that he is um, most sinful most fallen in whole creation so there are different types of moods different types of prayers in which different moods of devotees are reflected there is a book called gaudiya vaishnav abhidhan in which uh, haridas not haridas thakur but different haridas has written this book uh, from our uh, gaudiya sampradaya that he um, classifies 10 types of different moods seen in the prayers of um, vaishnavas so one of them is called स्व स्वदैन्य बोधिका मीन्स डिओटी इज एक्सप्रेसिंग दैट हिमसेल्फ इज ही इज वेरी वेरी फॉलन ही डजन हैव गुड क्वालिटीज ही इज एक्सट्रीमली मटीरियालिस्टिक सो दैट वे ही इज एक्सप्रेसिंग हिज ह्यूमिलिटी एंड ही इज एम्बेस्ड बाई हिज बैड क्वालिटीज एंड ही इज टेलिंग द लॉर्ड दैट आई एम वेरी फॉलन एंड पुअर सो uh prahlad maharaj uh, till this verses you know you'll come across so many verses he has expressed his uh, humility his his uh, humbleness and one of such verses we are covering today so the question here comes uh is prahlad maharaj um, like what he is saying in this verse does he have this kind of qualities what do you think then why is he saying so yes so what is what did prabhupad said in the start of the purport he mentions that here prahlad maharaj represents himself as a common man although he actually has nothing to do with this material world prahlad is always situated on the vaikuntha planets of the spiritual world but on the behalf of the fallen souls he asks how should i be delivered Uh, should i be engage myself in devotional service when my mind is completely absorbed in materialistic activities mm. so prabhupad uh, uh, takes out that point 
from here. But we, not only in Prahlad Maharaj's case, but many other cases we see uh, this kind of mood is being deflected. For example, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in Sikta Ashtakam. Mm. So he mentions, Durdevam uh, Idrishani Nani Nanu Anuragam. I have no taste for chanting. Right? He says, although this holy name has all the potency uh, invested uh, by Lord Krishna in that single holy name, just by chanting that holy name, one can be delivered. But I am so unfortunate that I have no attraction whatsoever to chant the holy name. Uh, Is it real? Lord Mahaprabhu, first of all, he is Lord Krishna, and he comes in this material world uh, amongst the human beings, becoming a devotee with the mood of Srimati Radhana, who is again, she is the topmost devotee of Lord Krishna. And Mahaprabhu takes that mood and comes and teaches the whole world that how to become Krishna conscious, how to achieve Krishna Prem. And then he establishes the Sankirtan movement on this planet Earth. Hmm? And if you have heard about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, if you have read Sri Chaitanya Chaitamrita, you know, his chanting is such, has such a wonderful effect on people that whomever he met, everyone just by seeing him chanting holy name, they also start chanting and dancing the holy name. Even what to speak of human beings, even animals give up their animosity amongst each other and you know tiger and deer are embracing each other and they are chanting Hari Bol, Hari Bol. So that's the power of Mahaprabhu's chanting and he is saying that I have no devotion, no attraction to chant the holy name. See, our Srila Prabhupada for example, that in the prayers he wrote on Jaldutta ship, he mentions that I have no devotion whatsoever and I have no knowledge of Shastra. Right? Uh, I have no devotion and no knowledge of Shastra. Yet, you know, I have been designated as Bhakti Vedanta. Hmm. But is it real? No, right? Hmm. In the near future, uh, we would see that Srila Prabhupada what he did, uh, no one could accomplish. Mm? Such a wonderful uh, service he performed mm? in service of his Guru Maharaj and Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu that you know, every, wo- every, every village and every town practically of this world, every country and continent of this world, Holy Name is being chanted now. Uh, and still it is happening. And again, if you think that we are doing, no, Prabhupada is still, his current, still flowing uh, through the, through the uh, medium uh, of his disciples and his grand disciples and so and so forth, his followers. Mm. We are just like conductors carrying the current of bhakti mm, that Srila Prabhupada is providing us. So, this kind of mood we see in such exalted devotees also, they express themselves as, you know, they don't have any devotion, they are full of material uh, qualities, they don't have any devotion, they don't have any attraction. But that doesn't mean that they are actually uh, true. 
But there is truth also in that. Hmm? How to understand that? So it is not that, you know, they are saying so just to show off. Prahlad Maharaj is saying so just to show off. Of course, Prabhupada mentions that, that uh, to teach the fallen people of this material world, hmm? he takes that position and says, Yes, so reality is, yes, it is not uh, false, neither it is true. Hmm? When they say such, uh, uh, such words in, uh, in, in, uh, in their utmost humility, hmm, they actually mean it. They do mean it. Uh, it's not that they are saying so just for, you know, show off that... Um, I am I'm such a fallen soul, but in their heart, something else, you know, oh no, no, I am taking position of, uh, you know, humble Vaishnava so others can see and, you know, learn from me. No, not in that mood they are saying. They actually mean it. When they say so, they actually mean it. Hmm? For example, Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami, uh, he writes, um, most of the chapters towards the end, you will see, uh, he expresses uh, his humbleness again. And you know, you will see some uh, sentences which you know, you feel, oh my God, you know, this is too heavy. For example, you know, he would say, you know, I am worm in the stool. You know? So he puts himself as a, such a low creature that he is attracted to even filthy things like uh, stool, which is compared to material pleasures of this world. But uh, we know his character, he is not like that. But he genuinely feels like that, I am most fallen. So he's not saying just to say, just to show off or, you know, to, to uh, um, make it more poetic presentation, poetic presentation. No, uh, nothing like that. They actually mean it. And that's why that's, that genuine feeling comes out. So it is not completely uh, false either. It is, there is some truth also. And we see, when... For example, there is a white cloth, so it looks very clean. But if there is little uh, spot there, black spot, it will stand out. So for these Vaishnavas, it's like that. Even little bit uh, uh, cessation from serving the Lord, or little bit uh, deviation from uh, thinking about Lord, or little bit interpretation occurs what, for whatever reason. Uh, they feel themselves... Uh, responsible for that and they condemn themselves and in natural mood mm, they condemn themselves and you know say such see I am such a fallen and that's why this happened mm. for example Madhvendra Puri in Chaitanya Chaitamrita so uh, that famous pastime we know about Gopinath Kirchor Gopinath before he became famous as a Kirchor Gopinath right what happened Madhvendra Puri went to that uh, Gopinath Mandir and uh, Brahmana was offering uh, about to offer a kheer, uh, which was uh, very uh, uh, known for, you know, very uh, nice offering. 
done to Gopinath, uh, Mahadevendra Puri knew. So he had desire to taste that uh, kheer, so he could make it again and he could offer to his deities. Uh, but then that thought came and he condemned himself. Look at this, uh, such a sense gratifier am I. Uh, Lord hasn't even accepted uh, the bhoga, he hasn't even eaten, uh, offering has not been done and I desire to eat that kheer. What kind of fallen person I am? Like that he condemns and he goes away. See? So even little bit of uh, such a thing can bring utmost humility and they condemn themselves. Hmm? But that doesn't mean that they are uh, in such a position like uh, us. You know, we, we hardly remember Krishna. Uh, and on the other side, they hardly forget Krishna. And that's the difference between us and them. Hmm? Bhakti Siddhanta Maharaj, uh, what was his one of the great vow he took when he was a child? Anyone knows? Huh? Yeah, so once um, his father was offering mangoes and Bhakti Siddhanta Maharaj as a little boy, uh, he desired to eat the mango. And um, his father corrected him. So that day he took a vow that I will never eat mango throughout my life. Can you imagine? <laughs> so like that, devotees uh, feel themselves as fallen when they see even a little bit uh, within their self. Um, gross bad qualities, forget about that. Even subtle uh, qualities which are against Krishna consciousness that makes themselves forgetful of Krishna, and then they condemn themselves. So, in that light, we should see this verse, Prahlad Maharaj is expressing that I am such a fallen person. I am full of materialistic qualities and I have so many bad qualities. Now, let's examine what he says here. Let's examine. Does he really have those qualities? So, reading the translation again. So, there are Particularly four things I am looking for, okay? So pick out those four things. I'll ask you, what are those those things? So he's saying, being sometimes so-called happy and sometimes so-called distressed. Sorry, I'll read from further. First, my dear Lord of Vaikuntha planet, where there is no anxiety, my mind is extremely sinful and lusty, being sometimes so-called happy and sometimes so-called distressed. My mind is full of lamentation and fear, and it always seeks more and more money. Thus, it has become most polluted and is never satisfied in topics concerning you. I am therefore most fallen and poor. In such a status of life, how shall I be able to discuss your activities? So here, Prahlad Maharaj talks about particularly four things uh, uh, which he categorized as the uh, obstacle. Because of those, he is not able to uh, remember the Lord, engage himself in the service of the Lord. He is not able to do that. What are those four things? Hmm? Money. Very good. One point. 
Okay, you've covered three, <laughs> lamentation and fear. And one is not a particular word, but as a whole thing, in one word, if you were to say one or two words, what would be that one? Sense gratification, okay? Uh, by which uh, hankering and lamentation happens, uh, distress and happiness, so-called distress and happiness comes. So, these are the four things. Uh, Prahlad Mara says, I am too much into sense gratification. Uh, I am overpowered by lamentation. Uh, when my desires are not fulfilled, uh, I lament. And I become fearful, uh, whatever I have, if someone takes away, uh, what if I don't get what I want? Mm, there is always fear, so by fear, and I want more and more money to secure. So, sense gratification, Lamentation, fear, and money. These are the four things Sri Prahlad Maharaj says that actually stops me from uh, becoming good devotee of yours, Lord Narasimhadev. So let's examine. Uh, do Prahlad Maharaj really have these qualities? Uh, or who has it? Uh, so, sense gratification. Very well we know, uh, if you look into ourselves, uh, we know sense gratification uh, means attraction to any material things. Uh, Prabhupada mentions in the purport itself that, um, what is that? This, the mind becomes sinful because we are always engaged in the sinful activities. Anything not connected with Krishna consciousness should be understood to be sinful. So, that's other other definition of sense gratification. That we whatever is not connected to Krishna consciousness is actually sense gratification. And when our mind and senses are engaged, which are, which is not in activities, which is which are not connected to Lord Krishna, then make sure that it is called sense gratification. You understand that it is called sense gratification. And that actually uh, makes us difficult uh, to to remember the Lord when we try to focus and we try to endeavor um, to chant the holy name or do any service. But because most of our time was gone into thinking other than Krishna, then when you endeavor to think about Krishna, you will face difficulty will face challenges, will face a uh, 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 hard time mm, to do that. Mm. So that is the effect of sense gratification. In case of Prahlad Maharaj, it wasn't like that. In fact, his father was actually giving him all sorts of sense gratification uh, to extreme extent. Mm. In fact, he even told Prahlad Maharaj's teachers that you don't teach other things but the sense gratification. Huh? <laughs> you don't talk about uh, all good, good things, but you teach him uh, all the sense gratification, how to enjoy this material world uh, to max. Mm. This kind of teachings you should be giving to my son. So he wanted to make his son just like himself. Mm. So, 
Pralad Maharaj had opportunity and he had everything to enjoy at his disposal, but he simply rejects, right? Uh, so it's not true that Prahlad Maharaj is into Sanskrit education. It is us actually, uh, as Prabhupada very aptly brings out in the first sentence of the purport that is actually for us that Prahlad Maharaj is saying that even if you are, uh, if your mind and senses are fully into uh, sense gratification, but still you can make it in Krishna consciousness. Don't worry. How? Hmm? So yes, uh, we have seen that. Even in my personal experience, I have seen that. Uh, when mind is, for example, you know, when you are changing the house, uh, if you are if you are renting and you know you have to find another house to rent, uh, your mind is occupied with that, right? And wherever you go, wherever you see, you know, you see the billboards, you know, <laughs> this is available for rent. Uh, and then you start, you know, looking for uh, what rents and what facilities and how it looks like and this and that. Uh, you don't see Krishna everywhere, but you see the billboards, you know. <laughs> so see, mind is always engaged like that. Uh, so imagine, this is just one thing, but if you are occupied with so many other things, not only house, but you know how to make money, how to expand my um, facilities, or car, or you know, promotion in workplace and whatnot, you know. So, so many things you have in life and you are occupied, your mind and senses are occupied in that. Think about that. Will Krishna come in your mind automatically? No, and even if you try, it will be very difficult, right? You will, feel the you will see the difficulty, and while chanting especially, you will see very drastically that, you know, mind is not actually taking shelter of the holy name. Uh, so this is the effect of sense gratification. The next point, lamentation. Now, as I said, Prahlad Maharaj was offered everything. In fact, in fact, uh, his father was uh, practically owning the whole universe, right? All the demigods were so much in uh, uh, fear. Hmm? that they gave up, they ran away, practically they were hiding uh, away from uh, pra, uh, his father, Prahlad Maharaj's father, Hiranakashipu. Mm -hmm. And uh, at one point, you know, Prahlad Maharaj was even told by his father that, you know, uh, you can be king of whole universe, you know, you just do what I say. You, I'll give you everything. You can be a king. You can sit here on this throne and everything is yours. Imagine, you are given such a big position, wealth, power, and what do you do? You don't have to work so hard, just given like that. Will you take it or no? 
<laughs> we are tempted, right? <laughs> we'll take. But what did Prahlad Maharaj do? No, I don't want. He's not jubilee. Uh, he's not in jubilation. Oh, wow, look at this. I got so much. Uh, without doing anything, you know, I just inherited. My father just gave me. Uh, on the other side, you know, even if we get little bit, even little, you know, if we're walking on the street and if we get, you know, let's say, $5 note lying on the street and uh, you pick up and suddenly, you know, someone comes and taps at your back. Oh, sorry, it was mine. Can you give me? And then, you know, you feel, oh, no, you know, <laughs> okay, take it. <laughs> take it back, you know. So we lament, oh, I wish I would have seen early and, you know, gone away. You know, that $5 would be mine, right? Uh, so we lament even just for, you know, five petty $5 note. Uh, what to speak of Prahlad Maharaj? He got everything. And he just rejects and gives away. You know, I don't want. My father, I don't want. There is no question of lamentation that I lost all these things. So, certainly not, it's not Prahlad Maharaj who is, who is having this quality. But it is us. Again, one more interesting incident I tell you about lamentation. Back in those years when I was studying architecture, I was very much um, uh, into, you know, uh, design and, you know, being, being, being very outstanding in my design work, in my um, architectural studies. And I had a goal, since my first year I had a goal uh, that I would uh, work so hard that I will get gold medal in the final year thesis, all right? So it's a five years course and I was working towards that. And then um, it went well, so far it went well, but then uh, for some reason, cutting the long story back, uh, when results came out, although I was uh, the, the uh, student who scored the highest in my design thesis, but the gold medal was transferred to the second highest person, okay, in the class. <laughs> and again, that was like a huge margin. The second person was like way behind, you know, like 30, 40 marks, which was too much. Uh, it was too. So I was, I performed extremely well in my design, but it went to second highest person. And that broke my heart, you know. Uh, it was so terrifying. My God, you know, I worked for so much and just it just took away and there was a reason uh, there were some uh, rules that you have to have this 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 and i had uh, atkt means uh, you are failed in that subject allowed to keep term it is called atkt in one of the subject in previous semesters okay so to be qualified to get that cold medal you have to have uh, clear in all the subject in previous semester as well. You know, you can't repeat that subject. But unfortunately, I failed in one subject in the previous semester, so the I was not qualified, and then you know, a gold medal just slipped away. And uh, it was so horrible experience for me. And for <laughs> Govapro is laughing. <laughs> and uh, for a long time, actually, I was carrying the the bitter feeling and uh, kind of anger and lamentation within my heart 
And so much so that I resolved within my heart that, okay, forget it, you know, I don't want to live in this country. Because uh, I stopped seeing my friends and, you know, talking to them and because I felt so embarrassed, you know. And everyone knew this boy worked so hard and, you know, look at this. So I mean, people would, my friends would laugh at me and I felt so embarrassed and, you know, humiliated like that in this experience. So I decided I don't want to, I don't want to live in this country, I want to go away. I leave India and go to some other country and I will get in the best university and I continue my master's in architecture studies and I'll get the gold model, gold medal in that university and show them that, you know, I'm still worthy. I'm still qualified, you know, I'm still great like that, you know. <laughs> so that kind of attitude when I was young, I had. And I did that. I got admission in Melbourne University in architecture, but for some reason, you know, <laughs> It didn't go in that direction. I was after gold medal, but I got golden person, Gauranga, you know, <laughs> in return. So those all materialistic aspiration fell apart. But talking about lamentation, if that time, if someone would have said, you know, uh, don't worry about this, just chant Hare Krishna, do this, do that, no way, you know, I was so much into that mood that, you know, come on, I, at one point my mother told me, she was a bit concerned, you know, we don't want to send him abroad, you know, let him stay here. But then I told my mother one day and uh, by that sentence she was afraid. I said, mother, if you don't let me go, I'll go crazy. I'll become mad, you know, and then my mother kind of gave up, okay, let him go, you know, otherwise he'll do something wrong, you know. <laughs> so, like that, you know, it was piercing, this kind of lamentation, it actually pierces, it, it, it tortures you, it burns you constantly, you know? so that kind of experience, personal experience I had. So, Prahlad Maharaj is saying, even lamentation for the materialistic things that you couldn't achieve, uh, how am I be able to chant the holy name? How am I, am I be able to worship you? How am I be able to remember you? It's impossible. And yes, it is true. Uh, the next quality, fear. Now, do Prahlad Maharaj have fear? How many times he was... Uh, tried to kill so many times, right? He was thrown into pit of, uh, full of snakes. He was thrown into burning, you know, very big fire. Uh, then he was thrown on the ground and, you know, tried to, uh, tried uh, elephant, yeah? Killed by elephant. Mm. But was he fearful? He was running away. From those, uh, he was he was thrown from the cliff, uh, but he just you know remembered Lord Narasimha Dev, Lord Vishnu, Lord Krishna. Uh, he was never ever fearful, uh, so there is no fear in him. Uh, he knows, uh, he knows everything in perfection. There is no fear, but fear is very much uh, taking away our whole consciousness. Uh, it is us actually most always fearful of uh, so many things, uh, so many things.
demigods, for example, you know, the previous chapter, especially Indra talks about this. Hiranyakashipu was so powerful that even, you know, when he was there and, you know, the, all the demigods are in front of them and something uh, is uh, not what he wants, he's away uh, from, from what he thinks, then you know, he would just uh, raise his eyebrow. Uh, just movement of his eyebrow, Hiranyakashipu's eyebrow actually trembled all <laughs> material world, everyone, you know, just were fearful uh, and they would hide. Mm. So, just moving Hiranyakashipu's eyebrow was so uh, devastating and uh, uh, instilled fear in uh, even demigods uh, uh, who, are, who are so powerful mm. that Indra says that, Lord, my Lord, he, he was glorifying and try to pacify Lord Nashimadev, and he said so, uh, that my heart is meant for you, uh, my consciousness is meant for you, uh, that I should be always remembering and uh, worshipping you and meditating you, but how can I do that when I am, my mind, <laughs> my heart is full of fear of this person, Hiranyakashipu, right? So it is true, when we are in so much fear, Mind constantly goes there. What to speak of remembering the Lord at that time? So it makes difficult. So these are the very good points Prahlad Maharaj is making. These are the obstacles on the path of devotional service. I was sick for past couple of days and I told my wife, you know, look at this. Vomiting and diarrhea and completely bad rest, you know, body is broken. You don't feel like doing anything. And I'm trying to chant, but my mind is just with the body. <laughs> you can't even chant properly. Uh, just little bit of uh, bodily pain takes your consciousness, whole consciousness to, towards that point. You know? Your body, your body. Yeah? So what to speak of, you know, real fear occurs in your life. If you're walking on the street in the dark, Hmm. Immediately your mind starts thinking uh, that, you know, someone will come and attack me. Someone will, someone will harm me. Someone will take away something from me, right? Hmm. I remember many years ago, we had a... We had a retreat with His Grace Burijan Prabhu. Hmm. And one of the, one of the exercise in the retreat back in uh, Nandigram farm, Hare Krishna Valley, was that you uh, take out a couple of hours uh, and you take nothing but the beads and go to uh, secluded place. Hmm? This is the first uh, man's retreat or japa retreat we did with uh, his Grace Purijan Babu that time, not the recent one, last year. So that time we didn't uh, go to rooms like we did last year, mm. but we went to uh, forest uh, in the Otway Ranges. So I thought, okay, this would be my best time to uh, do nice japa. I will go into deep into these uh, ranges, bushes, and uh, spend a couple of hours there and chant the holy name nicely. Uh, loudly, softly, close eyes, sit down, uh, 
and I will have best experience. So with that uh, kind of um, uh, sankalpa, I went into the forest. But I had completely opposite experience. <laughs> After two hours, I realized I hardly chanted attentively. Because my mind was constantly, you know, when I sit and chanting, if there is some uh, leaf sound coming, you know, what is that? You know, immediately goes there. Is there any snake there? <laughs> you know? And then uh, I climbed a little bit higher. There was one fallen tree and I was sitting at the bottom, but then I climbed on the top, you know. Okay, here snake won't come. And then started chanting and then some other sound comes in, you know, and eyes goes there. Snake coming, is climbing the trunk, you know. <laughs> so like that, immediately fear comes in. Yeah? And then you are so much uh, attached that, you know, you will lose life, you will die. Yeah? But right in front of you, you have holy name. Uh, even while chanting, if you die, you will go to back to Godhead. But you don't have that conviction. And that's why you are so fearful, see? So this kind of fear also is the greatest obstacle in the devotional service. And last point is about money. What to speak of money? Do you think money is an obstacle or, or beneficial in bhakti? In case of Prahlad Maharaj, <clears throat> now Prahlad Maharaj would get, uh, Prahlad Maharaj was given by his father everything he wanted, right? And everything he had. And even after Prahlad Maharaj, uh, sorry, Hiran Kashpu uh, is gone, Prahlad Maharaj being the son, he would inherit everything, right? But Prahlad Maharaj already mentions this in the previous verses, uh, if you remember. Some verses back he mentions. He rejects all these things. He very clearly says, nothing will come to help, end of the day. No matter how much power you have, what position you have, how good looking you are, what strength you have, uh, what reputation you have, uh, how much wealth you have, nothing will come. My father had everything. But now see, in front of us, he is dead here. Nothing helped him. So, same way, uh, even if we put so much faith that, you know, money will protect me, uh, it's not going to happen. Ultimately, only Krishna will help us. What will help? Devotional service, bhakti. And Prabhupada emphasized very much the holy name. Uh, in this whole purport, Prabhupada emphasized so much about holy name. That you make yourself uh, so much equipped uh, with the with the uh, required things that help you uh, to chant the holy name and help others also. Uh, that will save us. But now, question comes: When our mind is full of uh, material sense gratification, lamentation, fear and money-seeking attitude, uh, how, how we are going to resolve this? What is the solution for that? Hmm. You know, when um, Krishna 
received the letter from uh, Rukmini, hmm, who would become his uh, first queen in Dwarka. Hmm. What was the position of Rukmini at that time? Rukmini actually never saw Lord Krishna. But still, she had so much attraction, so much love uh, for Lord Krishna that she decided that if I am going to get married, that would be only Krishna, Vasudeva, no one else. Uh, I'll quit my body if I don't uh, get married to him. And like that, she expressed in that letter and sent it to Lord Krishna. So how did she get so much unflinching faith, so much attraction, so much love for Krishna? It is said, Prabhupada says, by hearing about Krishna. She would hear the glories of Lord Krishna from everywhere, every now and then. And just by hearing about Lord Krishna, she became so attracted. So today, uh, we are in that case. Many people would ask, you know, have you seen God? Uh, if you show me God, then only I will become devotee. You know, uh, how will I believe that there is God? You know? No, we cannot see God at this point of time. But we can hear about Him, we can know about Him. Hmm? And this is how, this is how actually love, loving relationship uh, develops. It is not about externals. Uh, one may be very attractive, uh, very beautiful and handsome externally, but if that person, practically if you think about it, if that person behaves with you uh, with uh, obnoxious qualities and obnoxious behavior, will you love that person? No. So it is the quality actually makes one attractive. Mm, it is not the externals. And even externals are uh, not so attractive, but if that person has very good qualities, uh, he'll become your good friend. Uh, you'll have very good relationships. So it is the inner quality that makes one attract, attractive, not the externals. And externals won't remain <laughs> as it is, that we know. Uh, you may be beautiful at the young age, but it dwindles. And then the same person becomes so ugly, looks so ugly. Mm? But that person is carrying the beautiful inner qualities, he will be still very attractive. Mm? So like that, uh, by qualities, knowing the qualities of Lord Krishna, we will become attracted to Lord. So that's the way to go in our case. But we are attracted to uh, material qualities of this material world. Uh, mm? uh, the so-called material fame, wealth, strength, beauty. No, we focus uh, we shift our, our attention and consciousness towards Krishna's wonderful transcendental qualities, qualities of his devotees, uh, qualities of his uh, wonderful devotees like Prabhupada. And then you will see, just by hearing about those wonderful transcendental qualities, you become, you develop attraction, you become attracted to Lord Krishna and his devotees and devotional service. Uh, so that's the way to go. And we do everything to achieve this. I'll end with one beautiful story uh, that to what extent devotee goes uh, to help others to chant the holy name. Hmm? So 
there is real uh, a real thing happened, huh? and this is right from our Melbourne temple. So there is one devotee here in our temple who has very much attraction to chant the holy name. He is so much, uh, so much uh, dedicated uh, in chanting the holy name. Hmm? that you will never ever see, I, mean, I hardly see his right hand, you know, outside his big bag. <laughs> that kind of person he is. <laughs> chants, always chants. Uh, Sixteen is nothing for him, sixteen rounds. Uh, so, what happened, one day he was traveling to India, and in Holy Dham, he saw one old person, uh, seemed to be very, uh, very saintly, but same time he was uh, quite uh, uh, poor, mm? shabby clothes and uh, uh, not having anything, and he was sitting there. So the, our Prabhu felt uh, to help, to give a little help to him. Mm? So he started talking to him, and he found out that this uh, saintly person, he knows a little bit astrology as well. Mm? So he thought, uh, let me help him. Today I will give him some money, some Lakshmi, but it will go away, right? How long that money can last? But let me do something that can help him for a long time. So he convinced him that, okay, I'll, I have some people back in Australia. Uh, they always ask me about, you know, astrology, this and that. Uh, so why don't we make a deal? You know, I will bring people to you. You give them some advice, astrological advice. And then whatever Lakshmi they will give you, I will send it to you. Uh, so like that, you know, you can use your skill, your astrological knowledge, and um, you'll get some money also like that. And that person agreed, okay. So Prabhu comes back to Melbourne and, you know, he was already in contact with uh, so many people and he was actually genuinely getting all this request, right? So he thought, I'll help this person like that. So he comes back and then um, here comes, you know, someone comes, you know, uh, so many problems, this and that. So, okay, yeah, yeah. I, I, do you, that person said to this Prabhu, Panditji, do you see hand, do you see hand? astrology? He says, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> so he gave, he took all the details and then um, called that person in India and spoke to him and then said, okay, do, do, uh, please check the astrology and give us some feedback. So that person gave him some feedback. And here Prabhu comes and uh, Okay, these are the things. Now that person, uh, may not necessarily he was, uh, is called Krishna's devotee, right? So he wrote, okay, you should wear uh, this kind of clothes, this color clothes on this day. You should uh, go to temple and offer yellow color cloth, uh, worship banana tree, so and so forth, you know, like that. So Prabhu read, and then what is, what is my benefit in this? Prabhu felt, you know. <laughs> And these are all uh, kind of karma kandi things. So he thought, and then he called the person who asked for the astrology report, and he said, "Okay, these are the things you have to do. These these things." Okay. So he mentioned whatever that person in India told him, astrologer told him, and top of that he added, every week once you have to visit Iskon Temple. <laughs> and then daily you have to chant at least two rounds of Hare Krishna Mahamantra and whenever you come to temple you at least bring something for Lord Krishna and offer you know either fruit or flower like that okay so these are the things that astrologer told you to do that so do that and that person did that 
And to his surprise, after some time, that devotee, I mean, that person, you know, became devotee. <laughs> he started regularly chanting, chanting even more rounds, you know. So Prabhu thought, you know, it's working very nicely. <laughs> so he continued for some time like this. Uh, and then something happened that that person in India, that poor saintly person in India, uh, he couldn't contact anymore. Maybe, you know, phone was disconnected or something like that. And then this kind of business stopped. <laughs> And yes, Prabhu didn't keep any money. Whatever money he got, he transferred to that astrologer in India. Okay. But uh, this thing stopped. So now what to do? And here some more requests are coming from people about astrology reading. So Prabhu started, you know, going into their Facebook pages and started reading, you know, what are they doing and what happened in their life and this and that. And then such one case happened that one person came and then Prabhu was prepared. Okay, that astrologer, anyway, I can't contact him. I become astrologer. <laughs> so from Facebook and all social media, he got gathered information about that person and said, uh, you had some problem with that friend, right? Oh, yes. And then you had some problem with your auntie as well back in India. Recently, something happened like this with the property, right? Yes, yes. How come you know? Ah, yes, yes. I saw the chart. You know, all the things are there. <laughs> <laughs> and then top of that, he added Krishna conscious part. You should chant every day. You should come to temple and offer, you know, this and that. So this is my advantage. I mean, I am not interested in, you know, all this karma kanda, but I am interested in that making you chant the holy name. You know, so he would add all this, you know, potent items of devotional service, bhakti, and advise people to do that. So he knew very well, all other things won't help, but you know, just by chanting the holy name, these people who are in lamentation, in fear, uh, in sense gratification, hmm, who are after money, uh, it will purify them and eventually they will come. And it would work. And he saw it was working, but after some time, you know, he stopped even that. He said, you know, it's too much, you know, for me to go into this thing and deal with this. Better, you know, let me continue the chanting holy name and help people chanting. So he just stopped that service. But this was just wonderful experience I shared with you. That this um, glorious activities of devotional service, actually, when we do sincerely, uh, it helps everyone. With that note, I shall conclude today's class. If any correction, please do so. Any questions, please do so. Thank you so much. Hare Krishna. We have 10 minutes. Yes, Prabhuji. Why people are more attracted to sense gratification and not so much to Krishna consciousness? Yes. So, we are here, Srila Prabhupada mentions, that we are here in this material world from time immemorial. Means, practically, it's been so long in this material world that we even don't know when we came in this material world and we left Association of Krishna and embraced this uh, uh, sense gratificatory life in this material world. So, mind is is a, 
is carrying the impressions of many, many births. Those activities we do, as I said, it carries the impression and it remains with you. And it takes time to undo that thing. And that is why, that's the reason that, you know, so many lives and lives we have spent uh, in sense gratificatory activities and mind is full of those uh, propensities and full of those uh, impressions. That when we, at this time, when we try to uh, erase them uh, and remove them, uh, we feel challenges, we feel hard. But uh, Prabhupada says, continue and it will eventually will be cleansed and one will become attracted to chant the holy name. The, the sh shift will come from material side to spiritual side. Swadhyay, sadhana, that's the way to go. Anirudh Prabhu, Prabhuji, would you like to comment on Prabhu's question? Uh, why it is difficult for us to do devotional service? Why our mind is more attracted to uh, material sense gratification? Thank you for answering the question. Thank you, bro. Conditioning. Conditioning, yes. Your mic, please. Uh, what's a Bhagavatam verse? Lazy, slow, minds are disturbed. Mm. He upadrutaha. Yeah. <clears throat> I have a question. <clears throat> Isn't it, um, well, it, it's interesting how people have such a um, sentimental attachment and respect for somebody who says they're an astrologer. It's like, oh, uh. an astrologer. <laughs> right? uh, normal people, I mean, normal people or devotees. Uh, I think it's a it's a cultural phenomena in a particular location, hmm. right? And uh, traditionally, the brahmanas were learned in yes. these arts, right? But, uh, but, but what has happened to much of Brahminical culture is it's been degraded into money-making. Yes. Right? But still there's that sentimental respect for somebody who's... Uh, an astrologer, and so, and and will therefore solve my children's problems, my problems, my siblings' problems, my parents' problems, my grandparents' problems. Yes. <laughs> it will all be solved by an astrologer. Right? Money problems, whatever problem you have, you can go to an astrologer, and they'll give you some. Like you say, worship a banana tree. Yeah. yeah. 
We sometimes have people come here to the temple and they worship the banana tree. In fact, I've noticed there's a new elephant, actually. <laughs> have you noticed in the garden there's a new elephant oh, being yeah, offered to the days. banana tree? <laughs> they say they think that. Yeah, a little yeah. green elephant. <laughs> We've got a, a new green elephant in the garden. So, um, it's interesting, isn't it? Whereas actually our philosophy, you know, if you see Prabhupada, he did consult astrologers, but generally didn't give much. You know, he, he would say a bit like a, uh, looking at the weather forecast. Mm. Not necessarily for solving problems, but just yes, being yes. aware that, you know, yes. w when things might be difficult or whatever. But effectively for a devotee, the astrology doesn't change anything. It's, it's what happens. Right? And usually we know that stuff happens. Yes. <laughs> Even if we go to the astrologer, right? And the astrologer says, do this, do that, or do the other thing. Have a guess what? Stuff still happens. Yes. <laughs> and it's usually, it's never, you know, millions of dollars in the bank or, you know, no. marriage problems all solved. Children suddenly start behaving themselves properly. It never happens like that. So I, uh, um, yeah, it, it's interesting how um, whether that's ethical or not. You know, to say, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll um, send your problem to the astrologer. You know, and then he'll give you solutions, and then I'll add chanting of Hare Krishna. Right, I guess it's one way, but it's a kind of, it, in my mind, that seems to be somewhat unethical. Huh? Just that's just my response to that mm -hmm. story. Certainly, we don't recommend that devotees do that kind of preaching. Just tell them to chant Hare Krishna. <laughs> mm -hmm. <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of taking money and then give it, sending it to somebody, and we don't know what that, who that person mm -hmm. is. Right, and we know that it, all, the advice he's giving is all karmic under, it, it's all nonsense anyway, right? And we're sending him money. I'm thinking, oh, hey, give the money to Radha Balaba. Tell him to chant Hare Krishna. Hmm. Right? What do you think? Uh, yes, I agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Just in yes. case anybody's got, you know, kept thinking, oh, that's a good strategy. There's a good preaching strategy. Uh, yes, someone can uh, deviate from uh, the main focus, you know, direct service to Lord Krishna, yes. But then, yes, as I said, you know, that devotee uh, understood very well uh, within short time and he said, you know, it's too much time consuming and not uh, worth spending so much uh, effort in this kind of endeavor, yeah. rather directly, you know, engage devotees in devotional service. So he stopped yeah. that. But at one point, you know, this happened just by yeah yeah, you know. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah so he didn't intentionally do that but yeah then eventually he stopped it and he added krishna so that's a yes benefit. and his main focus was to add yeah. krishna and he saw the results some devotees regularly chanted yeah some non and i mean newcomers regularly started chanting so yeah that gave him a little bit more enthusiasm <laughs> yeah uh, yes, Gyan Samudra Prabhu. 
in why we've forgotten devotional services is because we've gone through so many births and deaths, and now we've forgotten the process of devotional service. Mm. And, and we've embraced sense gratification as the alternative because by nature we want to enjoy. But we're seeing by the mercy of Sri Prabhupada that we can only enjoy in the association of Krishna because that's our constitutional position. But yeah, we've, we've gone through so many births and deaths and now we've forgotten the process of devotional service. And by the Guru's mercy, he's opening our eyes to this torchlight of knowledge. Mm. Prabhu's answer, you were giving you. Mm. Prabhu was giving your answer, comment on your question. Thank you, Prabhu. Oh, here. Hare Krishna Prabhuji and thank you for the nice class. <coughs> Prabhuji, you mentioned how devotees must be humble, how we should like think that we don't know anything and we should learn from others. So Prabhuji, in that case, how do we not lose our self-confidence? How do we keep our self-confidence in ourselves? Hmm. So, um, humility, humbleness, is not that you say similar uh, words, what Sri Prahlad mentions in this verse, right? Uh, as I mentioned, they, when they say such things, they mean it. Hmm? And there is some truth in that. Although Prahlad Maharaj doesn't have those qualities, but he means it. And in the beginning of the class, I already uh, mentioned uh, we already discussed on that topic, right? So, humility is not uh, condemning yourself mm, that I am so bad, I don't have these qualities, I have so many material, materialistic qualities, I am so and so forth, I am warm in the stool, like that, you know? Not saying like that, just for sake of saying. Because, uh, when we say so things, uh, we focus, our focus is on me, myself, I, right? So when that focus comes towards me, my and I, then it's not humility, it's false humility. But when focus is towards Krishna, uh, and you feel like that, then it is real humility. So in case of Prahlad Maharaj, it is like that. His focus is not himself, but Krishna. So something that makes him forgetful of Krishna, and he expresses in this way, then it is actually real humility. He sees Krishna in that. So, humility is not about uh, 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 saying so things, because who is the center? I am. You are always constantly thinking about I, me, I am like that, uh, I have these qualities. No, when focus is towards Krishna, Krishna has these beautiful qualities. And when you feel so, that you know, I want to serve him, but see, I am not qualified. This is real humility. 
So focus is important. Is that okay? Okay, I shall conclude here. It's nine o'clock. Shri Gandhara Simad Bhagavatam ki. Shri Prabhupada ki.